everybody welcome back to more cover b we are back with even more future state yes uh, we are in week four of future state i think this is the penultimate week i think next week we've got some number ones maybe really? i think i think we have like maybe not maybe this week's the last week this might be the last week there might be one more week don't remember <laughs> um but yeah, we've got some interesting ones. These ones are kind of weirdly outside of everything. That's that's all the other issues. Um, really, with the exception of uh, Batman Superman, I think that was the only one that like really tied into like a lot of the other stuff going on. Yeah, I don't know where any of the others fit. So we'll talk about that one first. Batman <laughs> Superman uh, is a Batman Superman book. Gotta say, I would have really appreciated having this one in week one. Yeah. Because it feels like set up. It does. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> as we've as we've talked about in these roundups, if we were to make like a conspiracy bulletin board and tie everything together, this one would presumably be right at the beginning. Um, like it seems really like really recent, like. To the event of like Batman references the Joker war and stuff. So like this feels like it could happen tomorrow. It doesn't feel like super Yeah, this one could be super canon. future. Which like weirdly makes you wonder how far in the future all the other like Dark Detective and Next Batman and all of that takes place because nobody really seems that much older in those. I don't so know. like is all the Gotham stuff supposed to just be like tomorrow this happens how far in the future are we talking how did gotham become like a neon cyberpunk paradise in that amount of time did it happen in like a year is this like a year of mass economic buildup and ridiculousness yeah. like anyway batman superman it was a fine book it was kind of standard kind of like normal fare normal ish but it, it has some weirdness to it i i liked it and it did set up some stuff um, potentially going forward uh, for at least Gotham and Batman and maybe Superman. Who knows? But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this one's worth picking up at least to have some sort of like precursory knowledge of, uh, you know, of what's going on. I agree. I, I enjoyed it. It felt nice to read something that felt very familiar. Um, admittedly from all these future state things, it's nice to kind of go into a book and not be like, okay, what do I need to piece together and where the heck are we? Um, but, and, and I will say it's kind of, I, I read the Superman books, uh, the Superman run right now, and it's kind of nice going back to Clark cause yeah. the other boys can't seem to get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> and Oof. <laughs> yeah, hey. I miss, I I, I kind of miss our all American boy sometimes. 
Yeah, he's kind of an oaf in this one. I don't. I I hadn't read the Batman Superman run that had been going on. Um, honestly, I haven't read really any Batman Superman because not a huge Superman fan. But they really wrote him as kind of a. <laughs> he's kind of impulsive and like he's he's it's like Batman's working with a kid who has too much sugar. He's, he's like a weird oaf in they this. They actually, yeah, they did a good job of actually kind of bringing in the vibe Bendis has built. Hmm. He's like, he's a little unstable. He's a little like impulsive. He's a little whatever. But it's it's not your standard Superman fare, which is why I think one of the reasons why people have given Bendis a lot of heat about his uh Superman run. But I thought it was cool because. I you don't get to see that dynamic in the Superman book. So having soups kind of be impulsive and reckless and I'm gonna do what I feel like around bats is kind of hilarious because it obviously drives drives Mr. Type A super strategic and planned mm-hmm. and you know, dominoes in a line, Batman absolutely bananas. Yeah. <laughs> So there were five total titles this week. Batman Superman was only one of them. And Batman Superman was only like was honestly the only one that was really steeped in any of the stuff that we've had going on lately. And in a surprisingly refreshing turn, the remaining four books kind of seem like they're their own sort of isolated thing. They don't really reference a lot of the other stuff that's happening. They are pretty easy to comprehend in terms of what's happened leading up to that point. Um, and they're kind of fun. Like they, yeah. they really like, it's not as much like, remember what happened to this character? Throw away line referencing <laughs> something that's obviously important to the team right now, but who knows? <laughs> and it, you know, these in and of themselves don't even have to exist on that conspiracy board because they're kind of just stories. They they feel like what ifs. They feel like Elseworld stories. They do. They absolutely and do. Cool. That's like <laughs> honestly, like I said last episode, I think that probably would have made Future State better as if each individual thing was just kind of supposed to be its own individual thing and they stopped trying to like make connections between yeah, different ones. I agree. Because like I would even be fine if all the Batman stuff was its own thing. But then the Batman stuff feeds into like is referenced in like the Superman books and in the Flash. And so like they're also a part of it, but not also a part of it. And like this and like Nightwing is this way in the Nightwing book, but this way in the Teen Titans book, those relate. You know what I mean? Like there's and so then, you know, if it's referenced in Superman and Metropolis, well, there's a Superman Wonder Woman book, which would imply that Wonder Woman is also part of the world that the Gotham stuff is. And so it's just like they, they connected too much of it. I agree. And I think like, honestly, it would have served better just as like little isolated things. And that's why going through all of this, the ones I've had the best time kind of being a part of, because I don't feel like I leave every issue just kind of like with questions that I'd like to have answered, mm-hmm. you know, um, Agreed. is, They're the ones that, you know, kind of just exist on their own, like Swamp Thing and the first Wonder Woman book and Immortal Wonder Woman. The ones that feel like what ifs. Even, yeah, Yeah. even in its own way, Superman Wonder Woman didn't do a lot of referencing all the other crazy stuff that was going on. It was just kind of like its own thing and it was fine. Yeah. Um, It had a lot of like 
we still don't know anything about the new Wonder Woman. She's just kind of like here. We don't know what happened to old Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> so again, still some questions. But these ones, like the four from this week, while kind of like convoluted at times, really just kind of stood to be their own sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and it, it was nice. Uh, first up is Aquaman, uh, which features Aqua Lad, who has now become Aquaman, hanging out with Aqua Lass, who prefers to be called Aqua Woman, who is actually Andy, who is actually Mira and uh, Aquaman's daughter, um, who we've met in the comics because that was their whole story arc. Um, you know, and presumably, like, just while we're making timeline jumps and figuring out timelines and stuff, Andy goes on to join the Justice League as like a full-fledged woman. Here she seems a bit younger, like still like teenaged. Yeah, this definitely feels kind of like young teens. So to if me. Andy's on the Justice League as an adult, and in current timeline books, she's just been born. Literally just happened. She just sprung forth from the loins. Just now um, bibbed. Yeah. <laughs> so we can assume that future state stuff, at least the Justice League side of things, takes place probably like 18 to 20 years after now at least if not more so that's at least like a time point that we can pin anyway uh these two individuals are stuck in some sort of interdimensional ocean uh and it's a cool aqua book i liked it uh you know i'm excited to see where it goes it wasn't too hard to understand andy's a freaking badass yeah. um and yeah it it was just like a kind of a normal aqua person story about two aqua people trapped in interdimensional space um With didn't have too many bells aliens? and whistles it was a bit like it was a bit slow paced like there were slower yeah. paces there was there was plenty of action but there was a lot of slower pacing um but it was cool yeah i, I agree the end comes on kind of fast yeah you're kind of like all right, we're going, stuff's happening, and things just went sideways neat, um, which is cool because, I don't know, I think it needed that kind of jolt of energy at the end, mm -hmm. but I, I, I am excited to see more of the Andy side of things because we see this book takes, you know, being an Aquaman book, it's focused more on Aqualad, now Aquaman. Um, but I'm more interested to see her perspective of things yeah. because Word. I think she will have a very different perspective. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see her place in the second book because I think she's gonna have a real like badass ass kickery going on. Me too. Um, and that'll be cool. But yeah, this one's worth picking up. I honestly think all the ones I talk about on this episode are worth picking up. I think this is like the kind of standout week of Future State where they didn't simultaneously all of these are kind of throwaways if we accept future state as a like cohesive thing and everybody wants to learn about the magistrate and what's going on in the world and omg what happened to the justice league and all that stuff if you're if you're interested in future state only for answers to those questions then this is a skippable week but personally for me this was the most refreshing week because i didn't leave every book being like well still don't know who that person is neat <laughs> um next up is Honestly, I, I'm really excited about this one because it's like my favorite DC pair right now. Um, it's Bendis doing Legion of Superheroes with Riley Rosmo. Yep. And I am 
so into Rosmo right now. Yeah, Rosmo's like low-key become one of my favorites. <laughs> it's the most expressive, dynamic, bizarre, artistic, creative, cartoony, but not cartoony art that DC has. And I'm like, more. Give me more. Yeah, it's like more, simultaneously more, more. gritty and flashy. It's like simultaneously like... Grotesque and cute. Grotesque and cute. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's really awesome. interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. I fell in love. I believe. I believe. Uh, Rosmo did. Uh, Martian Manhunter, and that was where I initially was like, yeah, and I'm a fan. Yep. Um. So anyway, it's Bendis and Rosmo, and being Legion of Superheroes. This doesn't reference anything else. It yeah. doesn't. It, it is so far removed from everything else. Yeah. It honestly feels like an else world of the current Legion. Well, yeah. It it like and it's awesome. I I had an epiphany halfway through this book where I was like, "This is weird." I don't know a ton about Legion of Superheroes, admittedly, but um, I was like, "This is weird." That's not how that person looks. That's not what they're all about. That's not who that is. And then, like, it clicked for me that I was like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> We're literally, the whole future state thing has been, like, they've punctured a hole that has sent ripples through time and space. And we're talking about something that takes place in the year 3000 or whatever. Yep. And, okay, so this isn't, you know, this isn't how Saturn Girl looks and acts after some sort of event that we didn't see off screen. This isn't you know, how lightning lad is or how brainy is after some sort of cataclysmic event. This is literally the year 3000 has been changed because it's so far in the future that what's happening in the books right now with your apocalyptic swamp things and your magistrates and your metropolis in a bottle city and all this crap changed the course of history. Yep. So that the year 3000 is no longer the same year 3000. The magistrate butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah. Completely altered the future. And it's awesome. And it's cool. I, I don't know how he does this. But Bendis has a sixth sense for knowing what characters we as readers give a damn about. And like he pulled in everybody that we care about. It's like, oh, here's Triplicate Girl, and here's, uh, you know, Saturn, and uh, here's this person and that person. And you're like, yeah, this, this is pretty much, here's Brainy. I'm like, this is pretty much everybody I care about from Legion right now. This is pretty much it. Uh, yeah, let's go with this. That makes sense. And it's just cool how he's, like, very aware. And it's, it's entirely possible that he's written them in such a way that, like, these are his favorite characters, and thus he has projected them to be your favorite characters mm -hmm. as well. But it really just feels that, like, he write because we have seen so many characters in Legion. He has just been on a field day smorgasbord of just as many things as he can throw, as many people and characters as he can throw. And but this really felt like him being like, but this one's the one I like. And this one's the one they like, and that's the one that they like. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, so it was, yeah, it was cool, and it's like, it's very, it moves swiftly, it doesn't drag, it's not confusing. You understand there's an enemy, you understand the process. There's some like, oh, what happened here? But like, it's there's never any of those moments where it's like, 
yeah, one-off comment about this thing that doesn't have any relevance or direct connection to whatever's happening at the moment. Yeah. It's just like, you, oh, this thing happened we and it are, sucked. Yeah, we are still coming in <laughs> in media res. We are still meeting them in the middle of whatever they're working on. Some sort of betrayal. Element Lad has betrayed them to some sort of degree. Ah, uh, um... But that's the central focus that's of the it. story. It's not so you can accept that and you get more information as you go along, even if you don't know the full story of the who, what, when, why, and where yeah. of what happened in the past. You know this happened. You know what their motivations is. You know it sent ripples through the team. And that's fine. You know? That's all you need. And that's all you need. And it moves. And it's nice because they did redesign a bunch of the characters. and But it's very... You're never lost at who somebody is. They no. do a good job working the people's names in without it being like, uh, or needing the like little like Saturn girl, blah, 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 kind of like overlays. That's one of, I gotta say, that's always been one of Bendis' strong suits is cordially involving and like casually introducing names in a way that feels simultaneously organic and incredibly insightful like he does this thing where and it's so hard in legion because there's so many freaking people at any given time but they do a good job of like calling people by their name in a way that you would call someone by their name in a normal circumstance it's never like kevin son of earl i know exactly what you're speaking about <laughs> it's, yeah. it's always it always feels like oh yeah no that would be a normal conversation and that's he's he's mastered that i almost wonder if he wanted to do legion because he knows he's good at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was a fun book. It was really, really cool. I like that one. Um I have two things to say on the next one. <laughs> the first thing to say is that the Suicide Squad book was really cool. It features Amanda Waller having gone to Earth 3, I believe, and taken with her a bunch of random douchebags to make her like Justice Squad. It's she's basically recreating the Justice League. It kind of feels like the Dark Avengers back in the day where it's like yeah. people with similar powers dressed up like the heroes pretending to be them. So you've got like Connor Kent, who is the Lex Luthor, young uh, Clark Kent clone from Young Justice. Leather spikes. He's a badass. Um, <laughs> he's their Superman. You've got like. A fake Wonder Woman. You've got a fake Flash. Uh, you've got fake Manhunter. Yeah, a Clayface masquerading as Martian Manhunter, and you have um, Talon masquerading as Batman. So she's literally dressed these people up as like, yeah, you're kind of Batmanish enough. You could be my Batman. It's so creepy. And uh, <laughs> it's it's a fun concept, and they they. You know, they're the Justice League, but they're kind of a bit more violent. Like, they're, you know, Flash is, like, running. She's got, like, spike legs. Prosthetic legs that happen to be, like, blades. And she's, like, running and, like, cutting people. Um, and it was fun. It was cool. It's a cool concept. It's a cool Suicide Squad story. There's some surprises and surprise appearances toward the end. Um, it, it was fun. This is one of the twofer books. <laughs> the second book is about Black Adam. Or the second story is about Black Adam. What? <laughs> I have never been so lost 
in anything I've ever read. I I just have not. I've read multiple things by Thomas Pinchon, and I've never been more lost. <laughs> I've read bits of crying of lot 40-whatever with a hangover in college, and I was still less lost than I was <laughs> reading this. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to know who these people are. I don't know if I'm supposed to understand why Black Adam has a baby with a living statue. I... <sighs> this, to me... So, my first comments on Suicide Squad. Stop abusing all of the boys that are Kents and not Clark. Just... DC, you're being a douche. Poor Connor can't catch a break ever. You literally write him out of existence and then you keep bringing him back just to screw him over. Mm -hmm. Anyway, DC's got some issues and I think they need to work through them. Anyway, Suicide Squad was cool. It was interesting. I'm 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 intrigued and to see what moves on next. Black Adam to me feels like we need to make a scenario in which Black Adam is nice <laughs> because The Rock's going to be Black Adam and he's nice. So let's make a connection and turn Black Adam into a pacifist daddy. Yeah. And that's what just um, happened. Is now and it it's weird and I though this one to me, this story in particular to me, felt the absolute most removed of anything we have read from Future State, period. Because there's a Golden Clark, there's like Wonder Woman's statue, there's like Black Adam living as a pacifist monk. I don't know. It's bizarre and weird and mm -hmm. I don't understand how this fits in anything else. And I'm just swallowing it as its own little sphere bubble on an entirely separate earth, an entirely separate scenario. It's a different dimension. It's fine. And if yeah. I take it from that perspective, it felt like a very old school, classic, weird, 1970s, normal book. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? That's fine. It was, it was bizarre. It was, <laughs> it was strange. I, I don't know how or why. It exists. Um, I don't know the why. That's probably the biggest I, question. Oof, that was a weird book. That was a weird read. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise Suicide Squad was good. And I mean, even for the weirdness of the Black Adam thing, it's kind of fun in its own way for how weird it is. It's like when you pull up a movie on Netflix without like fully understanding what it's about and you get like 15 minutes in and you're like, what? But why was Superman made of gold? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Moving on. Uh, last up is Superman versus Imperious, Re Imperious Lex, which honestly I think may have been my favorite book of the week. I agree. I uh, We've got more of one of my favorite representations of Lex Luthor, which is the silly version. <laughs> it's the same Lex Luthor that was present during Matt Fraction's run of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which is one of my favorites. I love that book. And it's great. I, I love this book. It, it was, was funny so and tongue in cheek and weird. But like, again, it was another book where there were things that happened that, you know, we didn't see necessarily. But like, 
Everything else is explained and run down. And you know, you just know what's happening. You accept the world, you know? Yeah. There's no questions really to be answered. It's just like, hey, here's our story. It's set in the future. Have fun. Yeah, I don't know when. I don't know the yeah. scenario of it. But I, I think, honestly, I was so sold on the book from literally the first panel, the first page. Because it opens with, like, a, a board meeting. And it's, like, one guy talking, like, boring small talk to another person who's completely unreceptive. And then someone on the other side of the room's like, hey, I can't log in. And I was like, this is the realest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in a comic book. And it's a literal giant circle of aliens in a futuristic building. One of which is, like, a sentient jar of sand. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this just got way too real. <laughs> So I like literally I saw the panel of like, I can't log in. And I just started laughing my butt off. It was perfect. And it has that tone the whole time. It's just funny. And like literally Lois calls somebody like uh, calls a planet a fart and like an ape fart an ape of a planet. Fart of yeah. a planet. And I was like, Lois gives no Fs. She's, she's like, she's like that crotchety older lady that's like, I'm gonna do whatever I want. You can't tell me nothing. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Do it. And I don't know. It was just, I'm like, the uh, hawk man is there and he's like sassy and bitter. Really and angry. He's yeah. super aggro and it's funny and like everybody's just weird and funny and Clark is just Nice old Clark, which again appreciated, <laughs> didn't screw up, appreciated. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's like, it was a refreshing read, and it was the last one that I read too. So I'm like, open it up, and I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's like a nice breath of air. You're like, this doesn't take itself too seriously. Ah, <laughs> true that. Um. And yeah, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. So if you want. Um, and I just double checked. And this is our last roundup <gasps> for Future State. We are done. I thought there might have been like one or two more coming in. but Are they going to answer any wrong. of our questions in the number twos? No, probably not. Yeah, that sounds right. The good news is Superman versus Imperious Lex is a three issue and not a two issue like I thought it was. So I'm very excited Yay! about that. That's good. There is one more coming up, but we'll probably just talk about it on our normal episode. Um, at the end of February, there is a Future State Superman House of L one shot. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the only other one coming up. So look forward to hearing about that one. But this will be it for us in terms of Roundup. It was good for me. Was it good for you? You can <laughs> let me know by checking us out on social media. Facebook and Twitter, at Cover B Podcast, or hit us up on our website. You can't really contact us on our website, but you can still, you can check out all the other roundups. Hey, now, Cover we have a contact form and an email. Okay. They can call, they can contact us and harass us if they want. I mean, okay. you interrupted nice. my plug. Anyway, finish out the outro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, now I'm on the spot. Uh, anyway. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will have another episode for you on Saturday. Yes, indeed. And if you want more Future State, you can find all the previous episodes on our website, and that'll do it. Yeah. We we'll hope you have a good 
week until Saturday, and we'll see you on the next episode of Cover B. Bye, guys. Bye.